What's going on guys and girls? Hope everyone is well. Welcome back to another episode on the Inside the Mind podcast. Joined with me today is Mr. Ivi Ansari. Ivi, how's it going, brother? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Excited for this. I'm keen to get into some important questions. As we said, guys, we're going to be utilizing this podcast in a bit of a unique way. It gives us the flexibility and opportunity to bring different people on at different stages of their journey to share that value, their experience, with the aim that you can take away key bits of value and you can, it's, you're probably gonna find bits that you resonate with and you can take these useful practical tips. This podcast is about practicality. So if you see it like that, when you're paying attention, when you're listening, pay close attention to the small details because that is what makes the difference. Speaking of that, Ibi, your journey, how long have you been trading now? Like how has it been like three years, four years from when you first started, how long has it been? Uh, four years now. So I started around end of 2016. And um, yeah, I got introduced through a cousin who was actually a broker at the time. And um, yeah, his brokerage company went went liquid at one point, but he got me into it. Mm. And ever since then, I've just been trading. So I've loved it. I was self-taught for around 16, 17 months, uh, which was one journey on its own. And then I uh, took on mentorship after that. So yeah, it's been, it's been a ride. Nice. And would you say you uh, got a bit of an obsession for the charts? All the time, all the time. Um, I think even days where I deem them as days off, I, I just have to look at the charts as, as an instinctive thing, you know, it doesn't stop. Well, I know you're obsessed because at 1am, yeah. <laughs> both on the charts. <laughs> but it's, it's important, I think being obsessed with, with this game is very, very important, you know, yeah. that you have that. Uh, people would see things as, I think normal people see the word obsession as negative because they mm. use it in connotation of, yeah, he's, he or she, yeah, she's obsessed with that. He's obsessed with that as if it's something negative. Yeah, if you actually study successful people in pretty much every industry, they're all obsessed. You even look at Ronaldo, for example. I remember Rio Ferdinand, he was talking about um, Ronaldo back in the day for United, and he was just saying that he wasn't, he was gifted and he was skillful, but he wasn't the finished package. And he would just see him kind of take himself off to the other end of the field, just keep practicing free kicks, keep practicing. It's like, this is work ethic, this is not, and what does that come from? Being obsessed probably goes home at night thinking about taking free kicks the next morning. You know, like, and I think that obsessive behavior for you would be your journey because at the end of the day, like trading's a skill, it's like a performance. You have to perform like in sport, peak performance, like these things are important. But before even getting to that stage, you need to learn how to be resourceful. So mm. my question is for you during your trading period, how have you developed this kind of resourceful mindset versus every single time maybe you've hit a hurdle that you've seeked for help and maybe built a weak mindset, but instead you've actually built a strong mindset? I mean, resourcefulness was not something that obviously everyone's born with, but I think experience is more due to a resourceful person. Um, it started from college. So when I, when I actually left college, um, I don't think I actually knew I was doing this at the core, but when I left college, my whole intention was to leave with no other option. So not to have a plan B and to only have a plan A. So it was the plan A was of course trading. And I knew that if it was trading, it was either do or die kind of thing. Like it's either trading or it's nothing. Um, and I didn't realize the implications of that mindset in a positive sense. And that actually helped me. I'll tell you why. I'll give you a scenario. Let's say, for example, you got scenario A and B. Scenario A, uh, you're put into a jungle. You know all the in and out routes. You know all the escape routes. You prepared equipment three, four weeks in advance. You're all set and ready for it. You know the, the terrain that you're going on and everything. The moment that you endure struggle or you or you experience any form of struggle in that jungle, you're going to head straight for that escape route because you know where it is and you know, you've got the equipment to do so. You won't know how to start a fire. You won't know how to, how to hunt. You won't know anything. 
Now, scenario B, you're put into the jungle, not knowing any escape routes. You don't know where you are in the world. You don't know the terrain. You've got no equipment and you weren't prepared for it. And you just put in. You're in a situation, in an environment now where you've got no choice other than to be resourceful. So take that into trading now. You've got scenario A where people have got all these options to learn from here, learn from there, seek advice from this person and that person. And they've got all the escape routes, essentially all the alternative routes. At the first sign of struggle, they're going to go for the escape routes, whether they like it or not. But I think my intention from the, from the, from the beginning before I start anything is not to look at alternate routes, not to look at plan Bs, to stick to a plan A. And that's what helped me. So when I joined Falcon, it was April 2018. This is about two months after I left college. So I was trading for a year and a half before that, but didn't know what I was doing kind of thing. My idea was I've got all this information in my head. How do I actually map this together? Because I don't want to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. Um, and I knew that mentorship would do that for me. But my issue was that I underestimated how long it would take. Mm. And the reality hit home, which I'll talk about in a, in a, later in this uh, in this episode. But resourcefulness really came when the first struggle in my trading actually happened. So my, the first portion of my journey was was positive, but I fluked that because of the way that the markets were. I was taking so many trades. It was just pure luck. I didn't think you could be lucky for that long, but oh, you can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so um, once reality hit home at a certain point which is when I had my first investment, which did not go well. And I'll talk about that later on. Um, I sort of had no option other than to be resourceful and to make use of what I can. Um, and so, like I said, it's not something that I had innately. It's something that just experiences taught me and I was just switched on, switched on enough to see, really. See, that's the point, right? And I think you mentioned the one word in there, which is intention, right? I, I think at the core of all of that, when you're trying to be resourceful with what you've got, you have to have that intention in the first place as to this is the information I'm presented with. How do I be resourceful with it? And I think that mentality alone is actually really powerful because that's like a life skill. Because I'm sure you have you can take that into anything that you do. Right? You can just be resourceful. Wherever. I love the word resourceful because this is how we survived. If you think about like thousands and thousands of years or whatever, we've survived that way with being resourceful. And I think what's happened is that we've not utilized that as we've grown up because guess what? Things become easier which actually creates more of a fragile mindset. Because like you said, when you have all these escape routes and you have all these different things, these different avenues, you actually train your mind to give up at the easiest point. So then your tolerance and your threshold isn't that high anymore. Like your pain tolerance is like pretty much nothing. You could just get a little bit of frustration. You're like, yeah, it's fine, I'll do something else. I'll throw in the towel. And each time from like a neuro pathway point of view, you develop this almost identity of yourself is that as soon as there's any challenge, I need to give up. Mm. So you actually train your subconscious to convince yourself with friction and struggle, that's my cue to throw in the towel. Yeah, I mean... Guarantee it, failure. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's true. I mean, like there's, there's a quote I always go back to is, um, you don't know how strong you are until you put in a situation where you've got no choice other than to be strong. Exactly. And I think it's the same thing with resourcefulness. Other than you, Until you put in a situation where you have no option other than to use the resources around you to make the most of them. You'll never change as a person. You'll never shed that skin and actually evolve into a new person. You just won't. Mm. I think people mistake the term evolving as a person for many different things. Um, people mistake evolving as if things get tough, we move on to the next thing. That's not evolving. It's just quitting. Exactly. Right? So what's your take on that? Yeah, I, I think uh, we're, we, we're in the information age. So we have too much information and almost too much knowledge and you reminded me of a point which I think is very crucial. It's an unpopular opinion, but it's what people need to hear. 
and you've probably heard me talk about it before about re reading books constantly reading books most people won't agree with it yet if you just look at it statistically look, le uh, leaders are readers you heard those kind of quotes before right these phrases i agree i read i love reading but the reality is most of the population that are consuming information is that we're not designed in a way to consume that much information with so many micro contradictions and expect to be sane yeah. because you're so confused at this point one person says one thing she says another thing he says another thing so what you do is your mind goes down this rabbit hole of just so much information and remember simplicity and everything is is greatness we've already seen that success has left that clue in many areas and i think that this industry forget trading just as a whole what we tend to do is deceptive procrastination and that's mm. just how i kind of bracket it is that we tend to do these things that we don't realize that we're doing that feel good in the moment but what it actually is doing is pushing us further away from our goals and i see it so clearly in so many people and they don't realize that they're doing it themselves which is self-awareness is really important so you take one person say um have you ever set any goals before it'd be where it's like right i'm going to read a book a month or two books a yeah. month yeah it, we've all fallen into that right and there's, there's nothing wrong with that people read for leisure this i want to make this point clear i'm not saying that if you read books you can't be successful so please let's make this distinction but i'm saying the majority of people that are constantly focusing on this next book this next book what you're actually doing is trying to get validation from the book because then you feel good you like ticked off another book know a little bit of knowledge about that ticked off another book chances are you've not taken any of those books and done anything towards them the amount of people that say mark listen i've, I've read chimp paradox like really really great book and then my my first question is always oh what book you read next they already know what book they're reading next versus not one person says to me yeah you know all that knowledge that i just learned in that book i'm going to go do this this and this because i learned all of this and mm -hmm. i'm going to go and apply it instead they skip the whole book so it's basically just like a dumping ground is how i see it just dump all this knowledge feel good for about 10 days, yeah. move on to the next book, move on to the next, how do you expect to actually apply anything? See what I mean? There's, there's two, two points that you brought up there, right, that, you, that you've um, you reminded me of. Number one is people are focusing on note-taking and not implementation, as you said, right? And I think the, the lack of ability to implement things in people's lives or in terms of skills, that's a big scarcity in today's society, in any, any skill, any endeavor that people go by. Number two is mentorship and how that links to that. Um, I think this is this is a good one to talk about leading off from that is if someone's got all of this information, like I did, this was my first instinctive innate pro, uh, thought process was I've got all this information in my head. How am I going to put this all together if I don't have the intelligence emotionally to do so? Mm -hmm. Don't have it there. And so I need somebody who's done it before to help me or assist me in doing that. It's like if you go out there and try and learn to drive a car on your own, you're going to end up crashing it, right? You're going to do something wrong that's going to end up damaging you physically or mentally and it's the same with trading if people have this this mindset of wanting to do things their own because i had it and it all came from a point of i want to be able to say i did it myself but it's such a toxic mindset because mm. not only do you slow it down for yourself you actually extract yourself from so much experience that you could have been taught just through a simple conversation like you could be taught through eight nine ten years of experience through through a five minute conversation right so my question to people is how can you decipher between what is right and what is wrong for you when you've got no knowledge of, to, of, of how to do so? And so that's a dangerous game that many people play. So lack of implementation and this lack of wanting help. Mm -hmm. Nobody's self-made, are they, really? 
No, no, not at all. People are men people are mentoring themselves at this stage. You know, people try to give themselves their own mentorship and sometimes we just go too deep into the wrong avenues that it's just not practical, you know. And I think it's really important to how you guys might be thinking, right, it's all well well and good you're talking about this, but how do I actually achieve it myself? How do I stop myself becoming deceptive? I just bring it back to you you tol you tolerate this from yourself. You are a reflection of who you surround yourself with. I'll give you an example. If I have a friend that tells me every single time, I'm reading this next book, I'm reading this next book, I'm reading this next book, what am I going to say? Like, yeah, but what are you doing about it? Eventually, my probing and prodding is going to rub off on that person as to, hold on a minute, I'm not actually taking action on anything. What do they start going and do? They start taking action because I won't tolerate that because I won't listen to it. I won't endorse the BS Right? You allow people to make their own mistakes, but eventually, when you're around the right people, they won't tell you what you want to hear all the time. They'll tell you what you need to hear. They'll say, look, it's all well and good, but I'm much further along, not in an egotistical way, I'm much further along in the journey and in life. And what I found works for me is this. So go and take action. You're just procrastinating. People will either get defensive or they'll take it on board. Now take mm -hmm. the other scenario. You've got someone talking to someone else who is not further along in their journey that is equally at the same stage, and they're both reading books. Yeah. What conversation are they going to have? What book are you reading? Oh, I'm reading this. Oh, mm. what's your next book? Oh, I'm reading that book. Oh, I'm going to read this book next. Yeah. You've got now the blind leading the blind. You're not successful. So your opinion is not qualified at this stage. And this is the harsh reality, again, of not telling someone what they don't want to hear this, but they need to hear it. Mm. Your, your opinion is not qualified just yet. Doesn't mean you don't mm. know knowledge. Doesn't mean you haven't worked hard. Doesn't mean you're not going to be successful. But learn to just ask good questions from the right people. And that's something that I dropped my ego out of it, which is what you alluded to earlier, Ibby. I just looked to myself as a blank canvas like nine, ten years ago. And I looked around and I thought, these people are far more ahead in the journey than me, spiritually, mentally, financially. Why would I have the audacity to bring my ego into this scenario and think that I know the answers and I should be mentoring myself? They've already done it. They're already further along. I just mm. ask good questions. Say, hey, this is what I'm doing right now. Do you think this is wise? Straight away, no. He's like, why are you reading so many books? Like, go and apply it. How have you applied it? You see that simple thing of me just learning how to, I didn't even realize, I would have just carried on doing the same thing. Right? If knowledge was the most powerful thing, librarians would be the richest. I know lots of people that are knowledgeable about everything you could imagine have built no success. So my question always goes back to it. What do you want out of life? Is your goal to just be a reader? If it is, all the power to you. If you want to be successful, that is, then you've got to take action. For you, Ibi, You've leveled up your trading massively over this years, and I feel like even in the last year, it's just hit a whole new level, scaled up, constantly growing, constantly evolving, even the way that you actually articulate and help others, which is phenomenal, by the way. The Falcon community, I'm sure, can speak on behalf of all of them, really appreciate the level of effort and passion that you have, and I can already see that mentality is rubbing off on so many people, so uh, for me, I thank you for that. With your scaling up process and helping other people, has there been any life lessons that have hit you in the past that have then come back to, to teach you stuff about trading that's probably helped with the mentality of just kind of getting on with things. You know, sometimes that's the best advice. Just just crack on with it. There's not always like a fancy thing that you need to say mm -hmm. to someone. I'd say the biggest lesson for me has been the time scale of life itself. Mm. What I mean by that is from a young age, I always try to rush things. Um, close friends can say this, my family can say this. I've always tried to rush things from a young age. And that's never led to the desired outcome. And I, I never knew why I was just too young. And I brought that into trading. And I used the excuse of wanting to help my family out and 
wanting to be successful as more of a blanket statement to make really silly and stupid decisions in the moment. When I was just mm-hmm. young, um, so when my first investment came, as I mentioned before, um, before that I was luckily profitable for a little bit of a while, nine, 10 months to be specific. So any sane normal person would think that they know what they're doing by that point. And then I went out to get the investment, spoke to the investor at the time. I remember speaking to you about it as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got declined and it got dragged on and dragged on and dragged on. And in the moment I was so upset. And then after that, five negative months, first ever time I've experienced neg- negative months hit one after the other. It was getting worse and worse and worse. And at that point, I realized, hold on. What if I'm living in a false reality that I've painted for myself and I'm not willing to accept the real reality right now where I'm at in my trading. I don't know what sparked that thought. I really didn't. Mm-hmm. It just it just came. Um, there was probably something that led up to it, but from as far back as I can see, it just came. And I was like, do you know what? Maybe I'm not in the reality that I think I'm and I'm not where I want to be. Um, and that's fine. It was a massive, massive wake-up call. But I think where we think we need to be and where we actually are is a big, big difference. And people don't want to accept that difference, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I look back at it, and I see that the slower I would have done things, the quicker I would have got them in the end. And the thing is, I can say this, but people don't get it. Like, you have to do things step by step, especially in a sport or a game like trading, where it's so intricate and sensitive that if you make one slip up, that could affect you for a lot longer than you could think. And one bad decision in trading, for example, like that investment too early on, because of me living in a fake reality, that led to so many different things that eventually benefited me the way I look at it is that imagine in your life, you've got different versions of yourself. Let's say hypothetically, there's five versions of yourself. You've got AB one, two, three, four, and five. Mm-hmm. Can AB one manage seven, eight figures of capital? No, no chance. It's not going to happen because I'm not mentally there. I'm not spiritually there and I'm not technically in the, my ability is not there. But number five, whoever that person is can clearly manage that kind of capital and beyond create impactful wealth, do things that can impact the world, etc. Right now, the real question comes down to how do you actually go from one to five? as a person in this case. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think it comes down to the depth of the struggle that someone goes through, endures, but also improves on. I don't think many people understand. Like people say that we're learning from our struggles, but they don't actually learn from their struggles because as you alluded to earlier, they might learn, but they don't implement what they've learned. Exactly. And so if they don't implement what they've learned, how are they going to shed their skin and evolve from one to five? Um, and so the way I see it is that if we go back to traders now, who go through the first point of struggle. And by the way, that investment was a walk in the park compared to what happened following on from that in terms of struggles, which then molded me even more. But that investment scenario, you you take 10 traders in a row, right? And you put them all through the same experience. Only one of them are gonna come out of that stronger trader. And that's just the stats. Um, And I've got a question for you later regarding that. But my point being with all this is that people get that first sign of friction or struggle. And as we as we alluded to at the start of this, they just they just go through the escape route and they're gone. Mm-hmm. Never to be seen again here today, gone tomorrow. But I'm all for evolving. For example, if you find that your system, you've seen it perform, you've seen it work, it's not performing in the live markets because you aren't, I believe. Right. And there could be many reasons why the trader doesn't perform. And I do think at the core, it's all about emotional and mental development. And people are people are disregarding that. Right. Um and then you take the other scenario, a trader goes through these set of struggles and then they evolve through that. And then you find two, three years later, they're a different individual completely. Mm-hmm. Their technical ability might have changed incrementally, but it's a side effect of a mental development, right? So that's the way I'd say it. I'd always see it as that, as me going from maybe one, two, three, four, and five. If, I'm, if I've not got the wealth that I desire right now, that's clearly because I am not the person I need to be yet. And 
I can't decide that. Life decides that for me. I just have for to keep doing what I'm doing, st- channel my energy into one point and, and stay consistent on that. And I found, honestly, and we spoke about this many, many times, you've given me advice in the past that I've literally just stayed, stayed off from completely because I disregarded how important experience from another person actually is. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Only now do I realize that if I just listened, then things would have been a lot easier. But this is the paradox. If it was a lot easier, would I have been the person I am now? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think decisions that we make are fate, but you also have to use a bit of common sense in the end. A hundred percent. I mean, you touched on so many important points and what you reminded me of Ibi, is that uh, life is always trying to teach you something, whether you like it or not. I used to say that to myself, but I would kid myself as to what it is. It's just a feel good factor. You know, like if something happens in your life, you're like, right, life is trying to teach you something. No, it genuinely is. Like when you're locked in energetically, whatever is happening around you, life is trying to teach you something. If you're being betrayed, for example, or if um, people are not supporting you, life is trying to teach you that you're not around enough people. Life is not teaching you to write people not supporting you so they're just doing that to you to make you feel bad. It's not what it is. Is that if you're surrounding yourself with those people and you find it happening a lot, that is a way that life is trying to teach you get around more successful people. But in the moment, we don't take those messages on. We just moan and complain and say, my partner doesn't support me or my mum and dad don't support my trading journey. How many people have I heard that? Right, so you can't change that or can control exactly how they feel, how they respond, all you can do is surround yourself with more people, which is why the power of community is so underestimated. Most people won't support your goals. Forget about the power of community in trading. Think about the power of community of just achieving life goals. Most people are not gonna support your goals. I'm telling you, if you're someone out there right now and you wanna create I don't know, a fitness brand, right, of selling apparel. Your parents might not agree with that either, right? So if you're not, right, if you're just on your own and you're just cracking on with it, you're gonna hit hurdles and frustration that you're gonna wanna vent, you're gonna wanna explain where you're at, you're gonna hit a roadblock. Who are you gonna share it with? No one, because these people are not supporting you, not because they're evil, it's just people fear what they don't understand. So the power of surrounding yourself with the right people will not tolerate BS. They will push you. They will recommend advice from their experience that are further along in the journey with you. And it's okay to ask for help. Mm. I, I love having people around me that I know that if I need help, I can ask for it. I don't see help as a weakness. I see it as a smart mentality yeah. that why would I try to deal with something on my own when I know someone mm. else that might have the advice or simple recommendations as to, no, just do this because they've yeah. done it before. I think so the biggest... That's what it is. The biggest mindset shift that comes from that is going from proving people wrong to proving the right people right. Exactly. I think if you can stay in the paradigm of that, of proving the right people right, then you start making silly decisions to let people down and you utilize people around you and you you make more growth through that. Mm -hmm. And any successful person has done that, you know. I don't think anybody, as you said before, is self-made. It just doesn't exist and there's no need for it in today's day and age. You've got everything that you need. You'd be, it's like going through that jungle and someone comes along and says, I've been through this jungle five, six, seven times. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you want my help? And you're like, no. No, like, I'm just going to uh, just uh, put my hands through these poison frogs myself. You know, yeah. like you, you, you ask. But I, we don't relate that to trading. And this is what the industry is. This is why I'm such a big fan of, I would rather push the right message. It's not always the most attractive. It's not always the most exciting message. But what is actually going to get traders results longer term. Mm. That simple. That's the priority of Falcon from day one, always has been, will never change. What is the most important things that is gonna take you from, as you said, one to five? Wherever you are in that journey, 
Now there's the element there of which you can't do for anyone. You can take the horse to the water, but you can't make him drink. That when you really get to grips of that, you can literally do everything for someone, but you cannot make them drink themselves. That's the part that I can show you the door, but you have to go in yourself. Yeah. You know, that's the that's the whole part of it, which is why we have the stats. So when you look at it, it's someone will try out someone's system. Forget about Falcon, they'll try another system. They go, yeah, it didn't work. Why didn't it work? You haven't got a clue that it didn't work. You might have given it three months. How can you have the audacity to say that that system doesn't work? It's it's us. It's we are the individual. And this is the part that the biggest recommendation I could give for all of you traders is just learn how to take extreme ownership. And when you do that, it will transcend into all areas of life. You will feel happier. You feel more confident, more inspired, more empowered. And as a side effect, your results will improve. When it, be, when I ever do anything, it could be like a new project or anything else, I get overly excited because I write things down on paper. As you know, I'm a big fan of journaling. I journal out, get it done. And I've already trained my mind in a way that I'm, I'm patient with it. I'm never, mm -hmm. I'm never impatient. And I almost see it as like a little superpower that I can do something knowing that I don't care whether it's going to take me three years to, to make it happen. If I set my mind to something that I'm passionate about and I want to do, I just get it done. And I think that within itself is more traders would adopt that mindset that have all the resources. Why am I trying to rush this when I've got a lifetime ahead of me of financial freedom? Mm. That's very true that because I find that looking back now, a lack of patience was like a veil in front of me. Lack of patience. If I had mm. patience, that veil would have been lifted. One thing that I pat myself on the back for, which I, th I think is primarily up there with the main reasons to why I got to where I am with my trading so far. It's um, it's taking that step back, but it's always understanding that if I'm not where I want to be, and there's something that I'm doing wrong. There's, that's that's just a fact of, of my journey that I've looked back and there's something that I'm doing wrong if there's not where I want to be. It's, mm -hmm. it's on me, right? I never once looked at, is that it's because of this or that or this? It's always me, right? And I found it works time and time again when you take ownership yourself. That's how you've now, grown so much, Ibi. Exactly. Why you, that's why you've leveled up. And, and, and seriously, when I look back at it, it's like, when I went through those four or five negative months, it was my first taster of what it's like to mm. blame myself for something in a positive sense and think, right, okay, what am I doing wrong? And there was a lot I was doing wrong. Like if you were to put 20 of the worst things that you could do in your trading, I was doing all 20 of them. Mm. And I thought at that point that I'm, I'm where I want to be. Like I qualify for investment now anyway. And then you got four or five months later, positive again. And then negative months after that, again, following through that. And I'm like two years in right now. And people at this point will start saying, oh, you know, I've been trading for two years now. And people tell them, you know what, you're right. It's been two years and it's, it's clearly not working. It should have happened by now at least. Come on, two years. You know, or it's, it's clearly the way you're being taught or something because no. Right. And I found there's more things that I was doing wrong, more things. And I, I do sort of, uh, it is kind of my own fault. I never took a coaching call. Mm -hmm. um, but I think in the end, that that's just what worked for me. Mm -hmm. Right. I found that it allowed me to inhibit that ability to amplify it more to sort of decipher things myself and then I learned them better that way as you know but I'm sure you've seen many traders that are two and a half even three years in to learning not by themselves under mentorship mm -hmm. and they, they think that they're doing everything right and they're still doing a lot of major things wrong and they don't even know it they're in a gray area and they don't even know it why because you could have given the best advice in the world you could have told them everything they need to know consistently in content consistently in webinars but they may not actually execute on it because it's, as you said, you can take to the horse to the water and you can't make it drink. 
<laughs> right so i think many people need to understand and look at your own trading and think is there something that i'm doing wrong because nine in fact 10 times out of 10 there is if you're learning a way of trading that you know performs and it's not performing for you in the live markets it's not going to do you anything good by complaining about it other than set you back even further and you'll find there's a commonality is just as you alluded to earlier in linguistics in body language so much in, yeah perspective on, on on life on the world and then that sheds into your perspective into trading and also perspective on yourself i think rewired is sick for this because if people actually listen to it and implemented it and reference that with their own life they will be able to understand and come to the conclusion that when you look at the market it's a reflection of yourself of course like the market they're looking at in front of them is direct reflection of what their inner state is like and people might think i'm talking philosophy this is just facts and i'm sure you can agree with it as well um, and it's took me a long time to realize that, but it's always been there. Yeah, exactly. It's always right under your nose. And that's why, again, I, I go back to the same message, Ibi. I'd rather push the same message. It's not always the, the most attractive, but it's the right message. Affirmations, affirming, these linguistics, these are really important. Someone reached out to me the other day that's going through the Rewire program. Finally, now, fully going through the flashcards starting the process right it's it's a it's a long process when you want to correct your self-image so what i'm alluding to guys is essentially one of the modules in a rewired program is about your self-image now it's important that when you want to correct your self-image it's a process it doesn't happen overnight so what i mean by that is that let's say your identity is that you're someone who comes from a poor background poor neighborhood and that you wasn't born into money what's the chances that that version of you is going to handle seven figures absolutely mm. zero you will find ways to sabotage, doesn't matter how intelligent you are, what work ethic you've got, how many hours and time you put in, you will find a way to mess it up and you will never achieve it. Why? Because your identity is literally blueprinted in that you're someone who's poor, not born into money, and you're not worthy of wealth. So you don't deal with the inner work, your external world is going to be exactly the same. So it's such a so important to me that when I see that, because for me it's not just about the content that I put out, so when I wrote my book as well, same thing. Like I didn't put that out because it's just like, it feels good. I put it out because I want you to follow step by step what is in there. Because I don't hold back. I pour everything into exactly what I've done, how I do it and why I do it. So for the people going through the flashcards now, like the mental shift that is going to happen to them, like the level of confidence that they're going to have about themselves, which is really important because when you're in a live environment, as you know, it'd be in the markets, you have to be confident. Like if you're not a confident person, how are you going to execute on your plan? Like imagine you've spent all these hours on your strategy, right? On the Falcon entries, everything, and that you know how to execute on that technically. But then in the live market, you're sitting there as you are right now, logging into MT4, right? Placing a position, but you're not a confident person. Like just in life in general, you're quite timid, quite shy. What's yeah. the chances that you're going to look there and go, oh, don't really trust myself. But yeah. you know it, you know all the information, you've studied it, you've put the hours, but deep down you're like, well, I'm not that confident. Why? It's because you've not dealt with your internal confidence. That you have to be a confident person. Like, Just look at successful traits of successful people and successful traders. They're confident, they're open-minded, they're focused, they know how to get themselves in the flow state, and they know how to operate a peak performance. Simple things. So if you don't work on these internal things, that it's got nothing to do with your technicals at this point, which is the tough part for people to hear, you need to work on your internal state. This is why self-awareness is key. Self-awareness is key. And most people are not self-aware enough to realize. And it's, 
it's it's difficult because self-awareness is like reaches so many levels like i'm sure you mm. felt yourself here be like no no i'm self-aware i'm self-aware and then you probably make a mistake and then you come back again you're like no now i'm self-aware so yeah. th th there's levels to it but once you go once you go into that it things can change does it help you oh yeah mass massively i mean literally as you said that is what it was and i think life keeps repeating the same lessons until you learn them but it, exactly. it makes them tougher and tougher and tougher until you actually get it and just so many people are too scared to accept the reality they may never just get it until the point it gets so difficult right it's, it's unbelievable but what you said there about confidence not in the system but in the person i think people need to hear that particular message more than anything because it will take out these beliefs that how many people do you know that just back test back test back test back test but they're not confident yet they know the system works they're confident in the system mm -hmm. but because they're not confident as a person they'll never ex execute and so execution doesn't always mean buy and sell it could be executing in life on decisions they won't be able to do that because they don't believe they uphold the character to actually go through with that particular decision and the same thing with trading and so i think um self-confidence in in the individual themselves is probably the most vital thing i know so many people that back test back test and if people could understand that like i i was fortunate enough well i wasn't doing this deliberately but i didn't back test the first three four months in because mm -hmm. i just honestly i couldn't be bothered at that point i was lazy mm -hmm. it worked out for me though because by the time i did back test i knew more of my tas um so i think if people could focus more on just building the skill set forget the money right the money will come eventually but forget the skill set develop yourself as in terms of your character first because then you'll take that veil off your mm -hmm. in front of your eyes as i mentioned before you're more confident you're more bold in your actions you'll actually follow through with what you've said an example of that is not many people in this community or generally anywhere might forecast something but they'll trade something completely different it's because they don't have the confidence to stick to what they put out in the first place mm -hmm. and so it's confidence 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 and i think the only thing that can teach you confidence it's not always going to be back testing as an individual not only self-development but also actually trading and like i mentioned before um the repetition is the mother of all skill but there has to be skill in repetition exactly so if people are actually skillfully repeating things and how can you do that you have to have someone next to you telling you like look this decision that you're making is the right decision it goes back to mentors again mm -hmm. so you know that you're not repeatedly doing something that's actually damaging you're doing something that's benefiting and aiding your skill and your growth and that way you can be assured that eventually the skill set that you want is going to manifest itself regardless it's inevitable so so yeah 100% and this is what this is what I love about this game is because there's so many things outside of trading Ibi that has got nothing to do with reading trading in the zone or market wizards or anything else or any technical analysis any system you learn fundamentals about the market if you can't be decisive you won't win just that alone forget anything else if you are not a decisive person you will not succeed in trading it's really that simple yeah. Like, and you and you can normally see if someone's decisive or not. Ask them, what do you want for dinner? What do you want to eat? They can't make up their mind. If you can't make up your mind on what to eat, you're not going to make up your mind when you're risking 10K, 20K, 30K a position. So don't delude yourself to think you're going to trade seven figures if you can't decide whether you want Chinese or Indian. You yeah. know, like, it's really that. And you can learn to be decisive in so many areas in life and then practice that. Because you might think, well, I'm not going to learn that from a strategy. Of course not. Decisiveness is a trait. Right? You have to learn how to be decisive. So start with simple things like what clothes do you want to wear? Just be decisive with it. Like trust yourself to make a decision and be confident with it. Stop yeah. sitting there and thinking, oh, mm, I'm not too sure. You're training your mind again just to procrastinate. Can't make a quick decision. In trading, you have to make quick decisions.
So you see how like even just within itself, like I could talk about decisiveness for a whole hour. I mean, we'll come back on and talk about decisiveness as a, as a, as a topic within itself. If you like, it's so important that you guys and girls look inwards into these areas. Because if you don't, you will miss out the necessary ingredient as to where you want to be. And you bring it back to this. The stats are the same for the win and the failure rate. But what has increased? The level of information. Mm. So what does that teach us? It teaches us that there's more knowledge about the markets technically and fundamentally than ever before, yet there's no difference in people winning or losing. It's exactly the same. Why? Because they're missing out. The rewired they're, they're not yeah. wiring their brain in the right way. That can be through books, that can be through self-development, that can be through experience in the market. But if you're not wired in the right way, like where, however you need to get there, you get there. But if you're not wired in the right way, you will get a certain amount of results, but you'll never get to the heights that you were meant to be. And I bring it back to what you experience, right? You think after 10 months of results, there's no way on earth anyone is sitting there thinking, I don't know what I'm doing. You've got 10 mm -hmm. months of results, that's not a fluke. And part of it is not. But you can go on these crazy streaks in the market, which is, the market is very unforgiving in that sense, Ibby, that it can give you a false sense of confidence that you've done well for quite a period of time. So your mind goes, yeah, I know everything. Guess what happens? The market cycle hits. Something changes up, something's different. And before you know it, you're getting humbled month after month after month. And you're like, what is going on? Like, I feel like my confidence is on the floor. It's trying to teach you something. This is why the market is about experience, you have to give this more time. If most traders would just give themselves more time, they'd be more successful. So my, my recommendation for you guys is that think about where you are right now and just let go. Like release, to just finally for once, just let go of any expectation, any timeline, any arrival time of where you feel like you should have been by now. Take a step back, look, look inwards and think, right, what do I need to do to get to the next level? versus just judging myself as to where I am. Remember when you first started trading to where you are now, chances are you know so much and you are disregarding all of those hours, all of that time, everything that you've put in, just because you're obsessing over wanting it to happen right now. And you've probably felt that as well in the past, Ibi. I remember you even said it to me, it's like, I want it to happen. Who yeah. doesn't, you know? Everyone wants it to happen. But the reality is it will happen at the right time when you're doing the right things consistently over mm. a period of time. And I can't decide for anyone how long that is. I don't know their internal dialogue, what's going on. I can't manage their mind every single day. But what I can do is give them tools, strategies and resources to go at it every single day and then they can get there in their own time. Because you know, your biggest goals will never happen when you think they're gonna happen, that's for sure. Just that blueprint they provide. I think the blueprint is provided, but people aren't, people haven't got the ability to read, to read that blueprint because they've got so many other blueprints from so many different people, they don't know which one to check. That's so confusing, so confusing yeah. when that happens. Uh, Ibi, before we wrap things up, I'd be curious to hear, like, what's the what's the next stages for you? You're obviously, you're scaling up, you're leveling up. Like I've seen a tremendous amount of growth, like I said, in the last six months to a year, Just I just feel like you're constantly progressing in so many areas. What's the uh, what's the next kind of year look like? Or even just to the end of the year, what does that look like for you? Where is your, your focus right now? Just scaling up the capital. Mm -hmm. and leveling up my skill set through doing that um like i said before there's many things that obviously i've learned from you pretty much everything actually um but a lot of the teaching has happened just from experience alone and I, I can't word that any different I, there's certain things that i've learned only about myself as a person as a character that only experience could have taught me mm -hmm. like you, you could have told me that 
but it wouldn't have actually taught me, it wouldn't have actually learned it, it wouldn't have ingrained it into my, myself as a person. But um, you know, the next part is a scale up. Um, like I said, I'd love to say I'm, well, I'm reading a book at the moment, um, <laughs> reading collusion, but, um, but really and truly that's all ingredients to the bigger, bigger recipe, which is just scaling up more and more now. And also from that creating capital to an extent where I want to have impactful change in my society, my community and beyond. Um, and that's really going to be my main laser focus right now, nothing else. Everything else, obviously, there's certain rewards and side effects of, of that goal being achieved, but that's the big one. I've not got a specific figure in mind, though, because I don't want to limit myself. Exactly. I don't want to look back in my life and think, you know what, I've got to push myself more. And we've spoken about this, and this is where I stem all my goals from, is imagine you've got an ocean full of opportunity. People only take a glass worth. I don't, I cannot grasp why people don't take buckets and buckets and buckets and buckets. Mm -hmm. You've got everything. There's no shortage of money in the world. There's no shortage of success in the world. There's no shortage of anything. There's only a shortage of mindset. That's it. Mm. Right. And confidence in your ability to execute on that. And so my whole goal stems stem from that is I don't want to stop. I want to keep leveling up. And there isn't going to be a stopping point until the day that I die, really. Um, so that's, that's where I'm going. Amazing. Love that. Very, very wise words. And I love the fact that all of that your mentality is going to rub off on so many people in Falcon, in the community. It's just phenomenal. It really is. So I'm excited for you, excited for the growth that's to come. And, and that's what it's about, thinking bigger. If more people would just think bigger about their goals, more things will happen. So I can't wait for it. Ibi, yeah. it's been a pleasure. It really, really has. Thank you so yeah. much for jumping on, sharing your journey, sharing how, where you're at right now. And I know you're going to continue to scale up and help others along the way. So really appreciate yeah. it. And uh, yeah, any kind of last words for the guys listening? By the way, before, I just want to make it clear. I, I like books, by the way. I, think <laughs> I, went off a <laughs> I went off a massive tangent earlier, but no. Guys, hopefully you took the context right, what I meant about that. And just to clarify that for those listening, maybe on Spotify as well, is that just be practical with your knowledge. Don't just be someone that consumes knowledge after knowledge after knowledge, and then you don't do anything with it. So my recommendation comes from because I want you to level up and I see so many people procrastinating. I want you to be able to take the knowledge that you have and actually benefit from it, which is applying what you've learned. But yeah, Ebi, any kind of last words? Don't set limits on yourself. Set the bar high. Don't look back in, don't, don't be in a position where you look back in life and think that you could have pushed yourself more. That's, mm. That'd be the worst position to be in. Um, leave no stone unturned and don't settle for less is what I say. We're, we're in a trading space now people are setting goals too low there's no such excuses oh i'll be content here i'll be content there like there's no reason why you shouldn't push to the highest of your ability and you don't know what the highest of your ability is and that should be the very thing that should keep you going i only got consistent two and a half years in and to a lot of people that might be quite daunting but it is what it is i don't look back and think oh no it took me two and a half three years to get consistent but it happened and now it's about looking at the next step so i've done it Consistency is the first step for people. Don't hold it on a pedestal is what I'd say. What you should more so hold on a pedestal and, and look up to is creating that impactful wealth and impactful change in the world, which can't happen only through being a consistent trader. There's much more to that. So look at it holistically, look at it beyond just being consistent. And um, that's the best advice I can give really. Love that, love that. Thank you so much, Ibi. Hopefully yeah. many of you took tons of value from this podcast and you paid attention to the small details because it's normally the small details that make all the difference. Maybe thank you so much, brother. Excited yes. to catch up again. I'm sure we'll get you on again and we'll see how you've continuously scaled up. So yeah. keep doing what you're doing and, uh, and I'll catch you real soon. Will do, thank you. Take care, bro.